wow this is so difficult to do after i haven't actually sat down to record in about let's say a month yeah a solid month or let me say three weeks maybe a month is pushing it three weeks so getting back into this is kind of jarring um it is currently monday the 27th of march which means you are getting this episode tomorrow which for you is today considering when i'll release it but it is kind of i don't know why i'm nervous uh we are 13 episodes in and i'm nervous i think it's because i definitely haven't sat down to do this in a while i have definitely um pre-recorded a lot of my the content that you've heard um up until now literally from i think why i left the church part one all the way to navigating your roots so i haven't recorded since then so this feels weird but welcome to yet another episode of creator to fathom luminance um i hope you are well i hope that you are having a good week thus far i hope you are at peace i hope you are celebrating your wins this week however small however big i really hope that you celebrate your wins i think it's so important to celebrate the things that you do you know um apart from the fact that life is short and life is worth living i just think it's so important to celebrate your wins uh as many of you know i am currently home um unemployed love that <laughs> lol um <laughs> no i'm a kid um please find me a job like seriously please give me a job but i'm currently home i am unemployed and as i I'm home. I have a lot of time to reflect on the past four years that I have been in varsity. And I think looking back, obviously there's no use in crying over spilt milk and there's no point in saying, oh, I wish I did more of that. And I wish I did more of that because that's time that you'll never get back, unfortunately. But as I sit here and I reflect, I look at my varsity career and I can't help but feel from time to time how I didn't celebrate my wins enough I didn't give myself the space to actually pat myself on the back and say you did that you know uh, I have amazing friends that really give me the space to celebrate my wins at literally every moment things that I would feel are so small and insignificant they're like girl you did that stop comparing yourself to other people because that's when you really will start to feel small you really will start to feel insignificant and so through my friends I started learning the true value of celebrating your wins literally if getting out of bed was a win for you that week that was it and I didn't really grasp that 
Um, and I'm still coming to terms with everything that I've achieved in the past four years and that it shocks me sometimes. <laughs> it shocks me because there were so many things that I had achieved that I took for granted because I assumed were normal. I assumed that these are things that I had to do because you do it. You know, it was never, I never looked at it from the perspective of uh, sort of like you did that. It was always, oh, but you have to get A's or you have to be the best at whatever it is that you do. You have to stand out. Um, you have to excel. Like it was never, um, it was never a question of, oh, will I, will I not? It was just, you have to do it. So I did it. <laughs> and again, like I said, that sort of started creating this toxic, I guess, need for perfectionism because I needed to be validated in ways that I didn't fully understand at the time. And so I literally did not pump the brakes on this need or this, yeah, this need for perfection or this drive to overachieve, which I mean, we laugh about and we think, oh, you're such an overachiever, <laughs> like whatever, but it's actually not good. <laughs> You know, there, there, there's definitely a gap and there's definitely a need for validation in that sense. Um, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm just literally talking from my own personal experience that every time I got good marks or I did something really well, there was just this underlying need to be seen, to be validated. Um, constantly wanting to be validated by my peers that... I'm intelligent, like I, I can do that. Um, wanting to be validated by lecturers, wanting to be validated by obviously parents, which is where it pretty much all starts. Um, and so I literally, like I said, did not pump the brakes at all. Like I went hard my whole undergrad and then I crashed last year. And I mentioned it in um, one of the previous episodes where last year was so difficult for me because I was doing a lot at once. I was working for the institution as a tutor. I was working as an assistant director and I had my research to do. And so I was just juggling a lot. And I think I just wasn't coping. I was not coping. I just felt like I needed to go, 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 go to prove myself. Because you know how you get to like the end of the your degree. Um, for me, like I said, I studied drama, and so for me it was like go 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 so that the lecturers can notice you, and if there is a vacancy in the department, you know they'll like put me in for next year, or they will recommend me in the industry, you know. And so that was last year for me. I thought, okay, I need to because I wanted to pursue my academic career all the way until my PhD. Wow. Child. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, child. I don't know if I will go back and get a PhD. I honestly don't know. But I had a plan. Last year I had a plan and I was like, I'm going to position myself for this plan. And this is exactly what I'm going to do. 
And so when I started just burning out, like I was finished by, by the time July came, I was spent. I had no capacity. I didn't have the range to do anything. Like it was so tough. I couldn't read any more articles for my research because my research topic was traumatic in and of itself. Like I had to delve into some traumatic histories and and read up on things because my study was in the realm of horror, horror film. And I wanted to investigate particularly how the black body in American horror film is framed as horrifying. Um, considering America's social political landscape, but that's a whole other thing. I'm definitely not discussing my thesis on this podcast because wow. But I I had a plan. I was like, I'm gonna do my research. I'm gonna kill it, and I'm gonna go straight into my masters. And so last year was really setting myself up for that. Setting myself up to potentially lecture. Um, at some point I wanted to obviously go up the ranks within my department. And when I, when I burnt out, I, like I said, I had, I didn't have the capacity. I didn't have the range to do it. And I felt, yo, I felt helpless. I, there was nothing I could do about it in the sense that there was no amount of rest that I could have had that would revitalize my spirit. I truly needed to be freed or liberated from the shackles of um, over overachieving, like hard work, you know. I needed rest for my mind. I needed rest for my spirit. It wasn't you know, the body that was tired. Like I said, there was no amount of sleep that I could get that would make me feel rested enough. I needed a break from my mind. And because I was in the thick of my research, I literally, I remember considering sign, like considering signing a leave of absence, but I remember thinking, I definitely don't want to go through this whole process again of um, honors. I don't want to go through the whole research topic, fleshing it out, getting a question. I couldn't. I was so exhausted that I couldn't see myself doing another year of school. And for me, that was a lot because school, academia was everything to me. That was my life. Like, and I still to this day, if I could get paid, to go to school, well, not that I need to get paid, but obviously there are bills that need to get paid. But you wouldn't have to pay me to go to school. And if my finances were sorted via school, trust me, I would be in school again. Well, not now because I need a break, but I definitely do see myself going back to school in the near future. Um, maybe getting another degree, maybe not. I don't know. We make plans but ultimately it's god's will that that prevails so i don't know i don't know but point is i love school and so for me to get to a point where 
I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm actually sick of being in the system, being part of the institution and so forth and so on. It was very difficult for me because I really felt like school was such a big part of my identity. I couldn't exist outside of my academic achievements. I couldn't exist outside of my research. I couldn't exist outside of this constant need to amass knowledge. I I didn't see myself as valuable outside of that. And so when I did hit a wall and I was exhausted, I became so frustrated because I didn't know how I was of value, how I was going to add value (laughs) to those around me, how I was going to add value in the world. And it's actually quite wild to think about looking back, but it's true. That's how I felt. And it got to a point where I was so spent that no amount of anxiety could get me to meet deadlines on time. And if you know me personally, you know that I would submit assignments like two weeks in advance or a week at most in advance. And here I am now pushing things the night before. I would procrastinate because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was so exhausted. And it was frustrating, like I said. And so... I had this one huge assignment uh, at the end of the year. I think it was the last assignment that I had for the year. And it counted like 50% of my grade. And I couldn't finish it. I could not. I simply could not finish it. And like I said, completely my fault. I was putting it off because, like I said, I was exhausted. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off. Um. excuse me, I would submit half drafts to my lecturer so he couldn't help me and it was rough. And this assignment counted kind of 50% of my grade and I thought, I, I'm not done. And I have to pass this because I need my degree. I can't see myself coming back here to do this again. I, I simply need a break from school and the thought of going through eight months of an honors degree only to have to start over from scratch because it's they are your modules freaked me out I could not do school I did not want to have to think about coming back and starting from scratch that scared me failure it felt like failure and failure scared me uh I couldn't And so I learned some very valuable lessons in that process that failure was new to me. Um, Being an A student my whole undergrad, I'd never failed anything. I'd never even contemplated failing anything. Like I'd go into exams being like, yeah, I'll pass. Like I, I never, ever imagined myself failing. Uh, I never felt like I was on the brink of not passing, you know. And again, I understand I'm extremely uh, privileged in that sense. 
but yeah this was the first time and i just it was tough but i had to learn the value of failure that it is part of life it really is part of life and i also learned that there's definitely more to life than academia and i if i want to pursue a healthy relationship with academia i definitely have to take a step back and i'll revisit it at some point or maybe not maybe not um i learned that i cannot perform past the capacity that i have no matter how hard i tried um i always thought like oh yeah i could i could do it if i pushed a little harder if i woke up earlier if i you know there's literally nothing you can do if you've reached full capacity except to pour into your own cup to do things that make you feel sane and i think that was one of the biggest mistakes i made last year was i would stress and i would sit in my room stressing which was the same place i would do my work i hated going to the library oh my gosh i did not like going to the library because i felt like everyone is so serious and so i would sit in my room and that's where i do my work that's where i sleep that's where i eat and so because i wasn't changing scenery there was no inspiration there was no motivation all the more um temptation to just get into my bed and sleep which is what i did um i didn't do things that i loved to fill my cup um and now that i think about it i could have done a lot more like take a walk um in the park i love nature i absolutely love nature i love greenery and so those are the things um that would really have helped me i guess to cope a little better is taking a walk feeling the sun on my skin feeling the grass beneath my feet um the little things having a conversation with a friend um just getting out of that space because sometimes that's really what it is that you need to keep you going um going to see family uh and because i was so consumed with what i couldn't get done i felt that i had to stay in my room otherwise i'll never work which is very much counterproductive because it's not like i worked in any case and so i said all of that to say that sometimes well not sometimes we constantly need to be pouring into ourselves and we we need to celebrate the little things uh you need to surround yourself with people that will allow you to realize the gravity of the things that you've achieved day to day um because if you don't you get into this mode of i need to do more i need to do more i need to do more because you're not getting that affirmation you're not getting that reassurance and so I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the people around me that that could continue to validate me and my achievements in as much as I would do for them. That uh I'm grateful for the people that would pour into my cup when I couldn't do it myself. Um 
I'm so thankful for my friends. Um, they taught me that they friends are meant to make life easier for you. Um, they're not meant to complicate anything. And I remember a friend of mine, she knows who she is. If she's listening to this, shout out to her. Uh, she, we were flatmates for some time and she would bring me snacks like in the middle of the night. She would feed me when I couldn't feed myself because I was so stressed. And I just remember sobbing because I had never experienced that. Um, I always would overextend myself in my relationships, particularly where my friends are concerned, but I would feel weird about like receiving um, what I would give to them. And so I just remember like sobbing and thinking, how are you just making my life so easy right now? Like I don't, there's nothing that I could do to earn the way that you love me. And she was like, dude, I'm here. Like I'm here to make your life easier for you. So surround yourself with people that will pour into you. Surround yourself with people that will celebrate when you can't celebrate or when you don't think anything is worth celebrating. Surround yourself with people that will speak life into you and speak positivity. Surround yourself with people that will, that see your potential when you don't because literally lifesaver lifesaver i could not have envisioned last year without the support that i had and i'm extremely grateful so yes that's what i want to say today um make sure you have good people around you make sure you have people that can be a safe space that can be home um because it is so so refreshing it's lovely i hope you have a great week ahead i hope that you are at peace i hope that you can fathom the light remember that light wounds rather wounds are where the light enters you i really need to find where i got that quote from because i definitely cannot take credit for that but yes this was yet another episode of created to fathom luminance love and luminance to you all